I did not fully understand the artifact, but I could not deny its effectiveness. So long as the binding held fast, the Nixie could take no action against her captor's will. This did nothing to improve her temperament, but it did render her more or less benign. I'm thirsty, she grumbled. There are a couple of grapes on the side of the plate. You can suck on those. Just a small glass of... No. I had seen what Morwin could do with a little water. What's the matter? Afraid of little old me? She jeered. Mortified, I replied. Imagine what the neighbours would think if they looked under our house and found you skittering about down here. It would be almost as shameful as finding mice in the walls or mould in the attic. It's not your neighbours you should worry about finding me here, she spat as I turned to go. The council is coming for me. My father is coming for me. Well then, I stepped back up into the daylight, hoping that I sounded as dauntless as I wasn't. I guess you had better finish up those onions before he arrives. As I clicked shut the heavy iron padlock, I could hear her muffled curses through the door. Of course I was afraid. Morwen's unsettling intrusion into our home had been nothing compared to her father's trespasses. The self-proclaimed king of the earth and the other world had been inside my head. He had controlled me. It made my skin crawl to think of it, and it was far from over. The age of man has ended, he had promised. His specific intentions were inscrutable, but not a week passed during which we did not receive word of another unnatural episode or creepy creature emerging from the alleyways of New Fiddleham, and all of the threads led back to the dire council and their cryptic king. For all the signs and portents, the king and his council might as well have been whispers in the wind. I found myself obsessing fruitlessly, lying awake at night, staring at the cracking plaster of my ceiling until the morning light crept through my window. I took a deep breath and straightened my skirts as I crossed the garden. The king had trespassed in my mind, but I refused to let him take up permanent residence there. There was still work to be done. I trod around the side of the house, busying my mind with more productive tasks. Jacoby's weathered wooden fence was inscribed all around with protective words and symbols, and the branches of his trees were hung with feathers and cords, tied in intricate knots. The old willow's foliage had faded from bright green to pale gold in the past week, and leaves spun around me as I untangled a few of the wards that hung from their branches. I dusted off stone totems and pulled stray twigs out of the ring of salt that ran along the foundation of the house. As I watered the fragrant rosemary and the budding yellow witch hazel, I gazed up at the brickwork, noting the myriad symbols hiding in the masonry like sly old friends. There, by the eaves, was the Eye of Ra, there the Hammer of Thor, and there the Seal of Solomon. I brushed my palm over a faded shamrock relief as I rounded the front of the house. Hanging over the entry was the same wrought iron sign that had greeted me so many months ago when I first came trudging up the icy cobblestones of Auger Lane in that cold January of 1892. Investigative services, private detection and consultations, unexplained phenomena our specialty. Beneath this stood the detective himself, hammering in the final nail to rehang his horseshoe door knocker. The new door was a bit wider and sturdier than its predecessor, but it was already painted the same brilliant red. Built into the frame above it was a new narrow window as well, a single pane of frosted glass, into which were etched the words, 
R. F. Jacobi, Private Detective. Good morning, Mr. Jacobi, I said. The new entryway looks lovely. Contextual relevancy, he said, although the words had to wend their way through a mouthful of spare tacks. Uh, come again? He spat the nails into his hand. The transom. Here, come closer. I stepped up to the landing, and the frosted glass clouded over momentarily, clearing just as quickly to reveal a revised set of words. R.F. Jacobi, mentor and employer. That's incredible, I said. Bit of a special order. The limited clairvoyant effect is achieved through a psychic crystal suffusion in the glass. It senses the needs and expectations of each caller and generates a respective title. Come, see it from the inside. I followed him in. The letters should have been reversed, but the transom read the same from within as it did from without.